Bible Tribe. Welcome to my makeshift recording studio for the Bible Tribe this week. Due to our basement being flooded and needing better acoustics, I've relocated to my living room, and we also figured out that the microphone problem from last week was because they sent me the wrong cord. So Lord willing, we should be good to go now. So how did your time in the Word of God go this week? I'm calling the Bible Tribe Review from this past week, Questioning God, Understanding God's Justice. Have you ever questioned God, wondered why things are happening, or felt like things were unfair or unjust? This week, the readings in the Bible Tribe reading plan have a common theme of God's justice and sometimes a perceived lack of justice. Let's dive in to see what we can learn. In Genesis 15, the Abrahamic covenant is being ratified. The Abrahamic covenant is in the Bible in Genesis 12, verses 1 through 3 and 6 and 7, and in chapter 13, verses 14 through 17, as well as chapter 15 and chapter 17, 1 through 14, as well as chapter 22. The covenant was unconditional. God was making and keeping the covenant. Reading in Genesis 15, verses 1 through 7, we see this relationship between Abraham and Yahweh. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless, and the one who shall inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so my servant and my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir. But a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land, to take possession of it. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, how can I know that I will gain possession of it? Two questions Abraham asked of God. Essentially, what can you give me to confirm the covenant and how will this happen? Abraham asked questions based on what he saw and understood. Sometimes God's plans don't make sense to us because we're coming from a position of limited understanding. And once again, we see this theme of basing our understanding on what we can see. But God sees the bigger picture, friends. Sometimes I think we wish we could see the bigger picture, but perhaps it is God's mercy that we do not. If you had told me all that I would go through, I would not have believed you or that I would have survived it all. But God, Abraham asking these questions of God was not unbelief. Abraham was asking God to show him how such a miracle could happen. How could a man with no children be the father of nations? This seems impossible, but not with God. But Abraham chose to believe God, even though he could not see how. Maybe you're in a similar situation right now. Maybe your back is up against the wall and you don't know what God is up to or how he will turn your situation around. God is always working, friends, sovereignly weaving even the most painful circumstances of our lives for our good and his glory. Do you believe that? We might not know how, like Abraham, but we can choose to believe and take God at his word. We see accolades for Abraham's faith in James 2, 23, where Abraham is called a friend of God because he chose to believe 
And Romans 4, 16, Hebrews 11, 8, and 10, Galatians 3, 6, and 9, and Galatians 3, 29, which beautifully shows us the fruit of Abraham's faith, you and me. It says, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. This reminds me of the song that I used to sing to my children when they were little, maybe you know it, called Father Abraham. God did it, friends. God is still acting on the promise that he made to Abraham because God's promises cannot, will not fail. God's choosing of Abraham was not just so Abraham would be blessed, but so the entire world would be blessed through him. God's bigger picture has so much more in mind than we could ever imagine. We learn from Abe that it is okay to ask questions, but hold on to and choose to believe in God. He always makes good on his promises. Abraham asked from a place of belief, how about us? In our reading of Joshua, Caleb is standing on God's promises, and it spoke volumes to me. Joshua 14, verses 6 through 12 says, Now the people of Judah approached Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb said to him, You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God at Kadesh Barnea, about you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to explore the land. And I brought him back a report according to my convictions. But my fellow Israelites who went up with me made the hearts of the people melt in fear. I, however, followed the Lord my God wholeheartedly. So on that day, Moses swore to me, the land on which your feet have walked will be your inheritance and that of your children forever, because you follow the Lord, my God, wholeheartedly. Now then, just as the Lord promised, he has kept me alive for 45 years since the time he said this to Moses, while Israel moved about in the wilderness. So here I am today, 85 years old. I'm still as strong today as the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. Now give me this hill country that the Lord promised me that day. You yourself heard then that the Anakites were there and their cities were large and fortified. But the Lord helping me, I will drive them out, just as he said. Wow. <laughs> I think we all wish we could just get to the promise and skip the drama in between, right? But standing on God's promises, even when we don't understand his method or his purpose, is where faith comes in, and faith triumphs over all the valleys that we walk through. Caleb did not question God, but he stirred firmly on God's promises and knew God made good on his word. I want to be like Caleb when I'm 85. I don't know about you. <laughs> now, in Isaiah, we see the side of God's justice that maybe we don't appreciate or understand. God is punishing the nations. In Isaiah 19 is a discussion about judgment on Egypt and eventually Judah. In Isaiah 21, God judges Babylon, Duma, Sire, and Arabia. In Isaiah 22, God judges Jerusalem. And in Isaiah 23, God judges Tyre. In our humanness, we might want judgment for people who've been our enemies and done wrong, right? But a get-out-of-jail card free for us when we're wrong, right? But look at God's justice, the complete picture. God made the covenant with Abraham and his people. And when his people broke their end of the covenant, God promised curses, just as he promised blessing when they kept their end of the covenant. Was God just to punish? Yes. 
But God was also so much more than just. God's purpose in the judgment of Egypt is to wake people up from their sins and to rescue them. His judgment is always with the goal of restoration in mind. Let's read in Isaiah 19, verses 18 through 25. In that day, five cities in Egypt will speak the language of Canaan and swear allegiance to the Lord Almighty. One of them will be called the city of the sun. In that day, there will be an altar to the Lord in the heart of Egypt and a monument to the Lord at its border. It will be a sign and a witness to the Lord Almighty in the land of Egypt. When they cry out to the Lord because of their oppressors, he will send them a savior and defender, and he will rescue them. So the Lord will make himself known to the Egyptians. And in that day, they will acknowledge the Lord. They will worship with sacrifices and grain offerings. They will make vows to the Lord and keep them. The Lord will strike Egypt with the plague. He will strike them and heal them. They will turn to the Lord and he will respond to their pleas and heal them. In that day, there will be a highway from Egypt to Assyria. The Assyrians will go to Egypt and the Egyptians to Assyria. The Egyptians and Assyrians will worship together. In that day, Israel will be the third along with Egypt and Assyria, a blessing on the earth. The Lord Almighty will bless them, saying, Blessed be Egypt, my people, Assyria, my handiwork, and Israel, my inheritance. We don't want to question God when we're blessed and see his rescue. How then can we question God's judgment when we know what we truly deserve? I think part of being in relationship with God is he invites us to ask him questions, to cry out to him in our struggles. But questioning God does not have to mean we doubt him or his goodness. God's goal is to bless his people, even those who were the enemies of his people. What a savior. But you know who questioned God in the book of Isaiah? God's people. The ones who knew better. Isaiah twenty two eleven says, but you did not trust in the one who made the reservoir. You did not depend on the one who formed it long ago. Another thing to research as you have time, look and see why each nation was judged. We have the same sins today. Tyre, for instance, had pride in their appearance, Isaiah 23, verse 9. The Chaldeans lost their identity, Isaiah 23, 13. God wanted to set them free from their bondage to sin. God wants a relationship with the people he lovingly created. The psalmist also chimes in on questioning God about his justice. Psalm 7, verses 8 and 9 says, Let the Lord judge the peoples. Vindicate me, Lord, according to my righteousness, according to my integrity, Most High. Bring to an end the violence of the wicked and make the righteous secure. You, the righteous God who probes minds and hearts. The fact is God sees everything. Our thoughts, our deeds, we're guilty. Yet God chose grace and mercy for us when we accept Christ. Psalm 7 verse 17 says, I will give thanks to the Lord because of his righteousness. I will sing the praises of the name of the Lord most high. God is always righteous and right in what he does. He does not cause the calamity and suffering in this fallen world, but he comforts us in our distress and seeks to restore and rescue us. When God seems unjust, the enemy is tempting us to doubt God's justice, his righteousness and goodness. Step back and see the bigger picture of what God has already done, friends. He is not unjust. He will vindicate you. 
Bildad the Shuhite chimes in too in the book of Job about God's justice. Reading from Job 8 verses 3 through 7, it says, Does God pervert justice or does the Almighty pervert the right? If your children have sinned against him, he has delivered them into the hand of their transgression. If you will seek God and plead with the Almighty for mercy, if you are pure and upright, surely then he will rouse himself for you and restore your rightful habitation. And though your beginning was small, your latter days will be very great. Now, the counsel of Job's chums was not always so sound, but this one is spot on. It is not a prosperity gospel that we hope in, but a good God who knows the way that we take, who is for us, and who works in our situations with perfect justice. We might not see the end like Job in this moment, or when Abraham could not, but Abraham believed, and we will eventually see that Job comes around too. In our reading of Matthew, we're reminded that judgment is for even our thoughts and the words that we utter. The religious leaders were judging God in the flesh in Matthew 9, verse 4. It says, And behold, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. But Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Why do you think evil in your hearts? Judging God with questions will likely result in questions asked of us to help us see. And in Romans 8, I'm sorry, Romans 9, 14 through 24, we see the questioning of God come full circle. What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? By no means. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, for this very purpose, I have raised you up that I might show my power in you and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills and he hardens whomever he wills. You will say to me then, why does he still find fault? For who can resist his will? But who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to its molder, why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? What if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory, even us whom he has called not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles. Wow. I think sometimes we all think we could do a better job than God, if we're honest. We, the unrighteous, question why a righteous God allows things and can end up accusing God, who is perfectly good in all he does. We don't see the bigger picture in what God is doing with all the brokenness in this world. Friend, God is big enough for your questions and my questions. He invites you to come to him. When we want to question God, let's question him from a place of belief, knowing the character of God and the faithfulness of his promises. God did not promise us a perfect life. God's promises are bigger than your imaginations about his promises and life's problems. Let's pray. Lord, help us to trust you and to come to you with our questions that are bathed in faith rather than doubt. Thank you that we can know you and be in a relationship with you. 
Help us to be a light to our world as we demonstrate what it means to trust you even when we cannot make sense of our lives. You are always faithful, good, righteous, and just. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great week in the Word, guys, and we'll see you back next week. (laughs) 